Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got Jesse. Hello. I'm offended you're wearing a Brazil shirt. Getting off on the wrong foot immediately. I know. I'm really sorry. But seeing as you're off your head on migraine tablets, you're not going to remember tomorrow, so we'll be fine. You're probably true. <laughs> uh, and also with me this week, I've got Adam. Hello. All right. Yeah, good. Cool. Right. So we've still got the COVID lockdown, so there is no live football. So we're going to go back and take another one of our nostalgic looks at the past. Uh, it was my go last week, apparently. Um, and um, this week it is Adam's turn. So Adam, tell us what you have chosen. I have chosen uh, just a single match from a World Cup. Didn't bother with all, the, all that nonsense. <laughs> good um, a, a World Cup with three, three points for a win as well. Groups of four. <laughs> Uh, um, it is the Battle of Nuremberg. You've gotten more details, Chris. Can you tell me when it was? Because I've moved away from my fact sheets. Have you? But essentially, it is the last 16 game in the 2006 World Cup between Holland and Portugal. Right. You only live in a flat, don't you? So your house can't be that big. Do you want to try talk about it while you run and get your um, notes? Yes. Cool. So you talk about it. Adam and I were five. Ryan was 18 <laughs> months old. <laughs> great year I was almost about to start my year with a three at the front of it not far off that uh, so yes it's Portugal versus Netherlands 2006 World Cup at Nuremberg um, the match finished 1-0 to uh, Portugal thanks to a goal by Manisha in the 23rd minute but as we say this isn't pretty much what's remembered is it Jesse so you we, you sort of had a week to watch the highlights you decided to wait till we started recording before you watched them um, yeah, yeah I'm uh <laughs> You know, as a as a grad school student, I believe in um, preparation yeah. and and homework. Yeah. Um, except when I don't like today. <laughs> okay, so this is the last sixteen of the World Cup. Um, the two teams have previously met in the semi final of Euro two thousand and four when um, Portugal beat Holland two one goal from Ronaldo, a lovely goal by Manish, and an own goal by uh, George Andrade. Um, there were five Dutch players and 11 Portuguese players that played some part in this game that had played in the Euro 2004 fixture as well. So there wasn't a huge amount of um, there wasn't a huge amount of sort of um, uh, antipathy. I think it's probably the word I'm looking for from that previous game. So this game is famous for having uh, 16 yellow cards and four red cards. So what I will do. Because I've been trying to think, is there something in the lineup that made the players think that, 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 that sort of brought about this tension or brought about, or was it sort of organic as it grew during the match? So if I read the two lineups, we'll see what uh, we can find from there. So Portugal starts. The, the, 
Go on, go on, you read the lineup, sorry. Yeah, sorry. So Portugal managed by Luis Felipe Scolari. Um had Ricardo in goal, they had Miguel and and Fernando Miera. Chris who? Chris who? Miguel. Yeah, you need the little like. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna sit back. What does Miguel, what does Miguel mean in Spanish? <laughs> well, it's Portuguese for a start. Yeah, exactly. It's Portuguese, so maybe I'm wrong, but it's Miguel. Okay, Miguel. <laughs> yep, good, better. So yeah. Fernando Miera, Ricardo Carvalho, Nuno Valente, Cristina, Manish, Luis Figo, Deco, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, and uh, Pauletta. Um, one of the substitutes of this book was Petit when he came on. Uh, the Netherlands team was managed by Marco van Basten. Uh, Edwin van der Sar in goal, then Khalid Boularouz, Andre Uya. How's your Dutch? Are you going to correct me on my Dutch? Yes. <laughs> it's been silently in my head. Uh, Joris Matheson, Giovanni van Bronckhorst, uh, Mark van Bommel, Wesley Schneider, Philip Koku, Robbie van Persie, uh, Ian Robin, and put your hands up for Dirk Kite. Um, book substitutes in this game was uh, Raphael van der Vaart of Hamburg. Um, I've... <laughs> Well, I was going to say Hamburg. I've written down quite a lot of the club names as well, so uh, these people play for. So there's quite a lot of Barca players here um, on separate teams. So, you know, the players would know each other. Van der Sar, of course, Ronaldo, both at Manchester United this time. So the players would know each other quite well. What, what were you going to say, Adam, before we started? I would just say that the, the quality of the lineups, in terms of if you think about the period where this game's taken place, if you were to talk about the, the noughties, how many of these players are top of the list players that you're you're gonna you can't really tell the story of the noughties in European football world football without uh, where everyone's laughing at the phrase noughties eh? <laughs> you sound uh, uh, you sound so camp when you say that you like well there's Kenneth... no better way of saying noughties is there <laughs> noughties like it's why it's such a it's why it's such a rubbish decade <laughs> one of the reasons you are why everyone was this is why everyone was looking forward to the Roaring Twenties, and look what's happened. We have a great, a great title for the podcast. Oh, you are noughties. <laughs> um, but if you think about it, what, so you've got Ronaldo, Figo, um, Carvalho, Deco in that Portugal team. Did I say Figo? I think I said Figo. You did. Um, and then in that Holland team, stop laughing, Chris. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Promise every time I look up, I see Jesse on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and then that that Holland team has has what has Van Persie, Philip uh, Kofu. This, uh, this is a like the last time I remember being excited about the Dutch team. This is a this is a great lineup. Um, re, I mean. Vandersar just is so elastic and exciting and fantastic in goal, but but Wesley Snyder. I mean, I love watching Wesley Snyder. I was, you know, he's he's talented and fun to watch. You know, this is a I think this is a Dutch team that was like still mm. sort of expecting themselves to win and at their prime and discovering, you know. Chemistry was they were fun discovering themselves in their bodies, were they Jesse? In the Nazis, yeah, they were. (laughs) (laughs) This is quite a naughty touch to you, right? Let's let's kick off and talk about the game. Uh, so Portugal kick off. Um, Mark van Bommel had the first chance from sort of 20 yards out, he had a ball laid off to him by uh, And his sort of low shot went just wide of the um, just wide of the post. We didn't have to wait 
any longer than two minutes for our first booking, and you'll never guess who got it, Jesse. Who, Chris? Mark Van Bommel. This is a man I think on his last appearance got a red card. He was like a he was like a walking yellow card. Van Bommel was. Um, yeah, he was. Like, a... This is the yellow card that like was so. Um, this was like you know when 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 like two year olds are learning how to walk. Yeah. And and they sort of they like their bodies are not quite synced up and they sort of look down at themselves like are my legs supposed to do that? Like this was the yellow card that had it looked like it had no malice but his body was like not doing what he wanted it to be doing. It was like, oh, whoops. I didn't, so, I didn't know my legs worked like that. It wasn't malicious. He wasn't being naughty. No, he was not being naughty. He was just being like, I, I don't know. I don't know how his, honestly, I don't know how he did that without getting hurt himself. No. Okay. So. It was a disgraceful um, tackle on the whole wide planet until the next one. Yeah, so I mean, Ronaldo after this game because he clipped Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I mean, it was inevitable it was going to be Mark Van Bommel getting the first yellow card out of him. I was wondering, but um, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo after this game said that he thought the Dutch were deliberately trying to hurt him and target him. And nothing, nothing will suggest that more until the seventh minute. And so <laughs> we only have to go. We only have to go five more minutes. Yeah. Um, do you think the referee was trying to lay down a mark? You know how sort of you know if I. Put a yellow, if I give someone a yellow card, um, I've stamped my authority and laying down the law and everyone knows uh, where they stand. But then you kind of make a rod for your own back as a referee then, don't you? No, I feel that that was one of those... I think that challenge from that challenge from Van Bommel is... is In some ways it's innocuous, but it's cynical. It's on halfway. Ronaldo's beaten him. Um, I think that's one of those things where you kind of see a yellow card from that all day long. It was just the fact that it was the second minute of the game that's so surprising. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure the re- I'm not sure the referee can go back and not book him there. I think this is one of those things where like it's always going to be a question, and there's never going to be a right answer. Even you know, no matter how vary we get, because sort of the beauty of the sport is that refs are human and so some of them are going to think that the second minute is too soon and so you just give a talking to and some of them are going to think like Chris said you know you laid down the law and it you know either way could get wildly out of control um but I think perhaps in you know it, it depends on the on so many things and this game just looked like it was going to go out of control either way like I don't think that had this not been a card and had this been a stern talking to you, it would have gone in a different direction. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Dutch had the best of the early moments. They um, they welly a shot over the bar uh, and they have a free kick, which is sort of toddled to Ricardo. He didn't sort of, wasn't sort of hit with any sort of a plum. Uh, and then like you say, we get to the seventh minute, Adam, uh, barely five minutes later, the second booking for Calabula Roos, um, which is a high foot on Cristiano Ronaldo again being fouled. Um, it hit. <laughs> it hit sort of like he's, the top of his right thigh, didn't it? It was like an he's sticking, absolute he's sticking his he's sticking his studs in his groin. It should be a red card. You you could suggest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is pre two thousand and nine Ronaldo. So do you, does this make any difference? No, two thousand three was the first. Oh, okay. Your accusation. Do okay. I think that you should then attack him in the groin? No. Was I sad that he sat on the bench and cried? No. <laughs> um, and, I wonder if anyway, play, no. I just wonder if players think that they've Van Bommel, especially in the second minute, whether they think you get a free hit with your first foul. No, maybe that, 
I think that maybe I think that if I'm being cynical, I'd say that maybe Belarus thinks that. Um, I think that Belarus thinks that Van Bommel's been booked. I've now got a free kit. He's yeah. not going to book two of us <laughs> in in seven minutes for kicking Ronaldo in the air. Surely not. However, no. <laughs> I have not done my homework. Clearly, what? Who? Who's? Who's refing this one? Um, it is uh, on, uh, Andrew Valentin. I think is his name. Was he? he was a Russian guy? Okay. Um, what was his name? So, like, so Chris, where do you, where does your next note go? Because I've got detailed notes. Okay, my next note goes to Robin van Persie. Run past the defence, and he sort of shoots twenty yards out, sort of wide past the left-hand post, and then I'm going to. So, before that, so in the period in between that, Ronaldo's gone off for treatment. So he is. Uh, he didn't didn't go off initially when he was uh, tackled by by Villarreal, but he's he's gone off for treatment. He has a bit of strapping put on a little bit of magic sponge and everything like that. Then the Van Persie incident, 14 minutes later, more treatment from Ronaldo in the 14th minute, um, and then take it away. Okay, then we get to 20 minutes. Um, the Football League shows Manish's book for um, bringing down Iron Robbins. Robbins trying to sprint away. That was quite a nasty tackle, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, Iron Robin has hair, by the way. Yes, he does. I noticed that. Yes. I didn't recognise him in the lineup at first. Other things we didn't talk about, uh, my very first note is that um, this, uh, this Netherlands kit is absolutely beautiful. Mm. Okay, Adam. Clearly, I have detailed notes which i gave to you guys about yeah two minutes ago <laughs> one of my five points is what the hell with this kit there's no orange and right, an orange so, hair how do i recognize these this team i have names on the, the back re- I, I can give you the reason as to why give they all me the reason, Adam. so in 2000 in the 2006 world cup i think similar to the i know this was the case in 2010 i think it'll be the same in 2006 teams were forced to issue a have a light and a dark kit. Yes, I remember that because there was a whole controversy, as you when people Spain say. Accidentally, well, when Spain had a black kit and the red kit, and both were dark, so they yeah. had a white kit. So Spain are one of the few teams, Chris, to wear three kits at our World Cup. Little, Correct. Little... But also, um, Recova was the like player who came... No, sorry. Chevanton was the one who came out with Uruguay's light kit, and then we're not going to talk about her Uruguay did because I never want to think about it again. And then they like burned the kit in effigy because we didn't do well. And then Chevanton never got called up again. Oh, oh. I know. Well, in this case, um, so my, I would say that the orange kit was granted as the dark, kit? as the dark, dark option. And Portugal's home kit was obviously also the dark option. Huh. So, Holland were forced to wear the light option. Okay. But there's no distinctive orange on this kit anywhere. And I just feel like we should have a conversation about identity and perhaps style. Well, it's a winner for me straight away because it has a, it has a sash. And I'm a big fan of any kit that has a sash. Hmm, interesting. Okay. And the sash, the sash is the Dutch flag. So, we're talking about identity. <laughs> All right. See, now you've made me like it. Good job. <laughs> Oh, a quickie on Arjen Robin this week. There's a podcast with Alfonso Davis. An Arjen Robin quickie in the naughties? <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> There's an interview with Alfonso Davis this week where he um, talks about when he first went to Bayern and um, he was sat in this room and Iron and Robin walked in and he went, hello, I'm Iron. And Alfonso Davis went, I know. Because <laughs> he was his hero growing up. <laughs> anyway, uh, 23 minutes, we have a goal. Uh, a low cross from Deco in the right-hand side finds, finds Pauletta. Um, he lays his ball off to Manish, whose close control takes him past Andreu and Georges Mathias in defence, and it draws it past Van der Sarf, the left of post. Very, very good goal. This very good close control, wasn't Just it? Just smashes it past, doesn't it? The yeah. Touch back from, the touchback from Pauletta, two touches, hits it, Van der Sarf can't really do anything. No, and he, he sort of takes one player out of the game with his first touch, Manish, and then his second touch takes Uwe out of the, goal, uh, out of the play, doesn't he? Sorry, Jesse. No, two things about this goal stood out to me when I did my very, very detailed homework. Um, this was, you know, Portugal has relied on one player for quite a while. Um, I, like, you know, it's either been only Ronaldo and 10 other men or only Ronaldo and maybe Nani. Um, whatever. Do you think... This... Chris is dying inside because you didn't say Ricardo Chris, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... but... Even when they've had players like Quaresma, it's been the Ronaldo show for better. This is, this is before the Ronaldo show. So this was before the Ronaldo show, and you see this real team play because this is still, are not this just... is still this is still Figo's Portugal. Yeah, but Figo's he's got Figo's he's got Portugal the number seven shirt. Ronaldo's he's Portugal. the captain. Yes, but Figo's Portugal is a team style of play, and that was really nice to see, where it's not just one player's team it's yes Figo is captaining but other players are you know taking ownership and and playing together and I had forgotten that Portugal ever did that because we haven't seen that in a really long time mm. no definitely I've also, got, I've also written any good next to Pauletta question mark because when he was at PSG he used to score a few goals but it was just, like, it was just a donkey every time I remember seeing him he's a, he's a Portuguese striker of course he's not any good no that's true Huh? I like that. <laughs> okay, and then we have um, a Matthijsson side foot uh, that sort of goes out the ground and lands in my back garden. Uh, but at the same time, the same move as this, Dirk Kite wants a penalty because um, he's manhandled down to the ground by Carvalho, I think it was. Um, he's pretty brave because if you're going to attack a player, like, are you going to go for Dirk you've got your timing. You've got your timing this up. That's before the goal. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So I, I actually think Dirk Kite takes a bit of a dive there. Yes, he did go down quite easily, did he? Yeah, there's a ball over the top, and he he just goes down, and then there's the side foot. I think the side foot is also so. This is when Robin breaks the offside trap. Yeah, running diag yeah. runs runs diagonally across, cuts it back, squares it. Should really score. Um, I didn't know who who it was who missed it because it was in passing, and the commentary I had was in Portuguese, so I couldn't Why tell you who. It? It, well. <laughs> I had all afternoon. Why didn't I just learn Portuguese? <laughs> um, so that takes us up. And then the goal was scored, Chris. Then okay. The goal was scored. And then we got the goal. And then after that, we've got uh, Ricardo, uh, uh, Ronaldo with a Rabona to Manish, who's sort of 25 yards out, curls one over the bar. But Van der Sar's pretty much got that one covered. Um, yeah. And Ronaldo, at this point, is visibly limping. Yes. You can see him. He's he's running, trying to play through the pain. Um, but, but Jesse's got no... <laughs> But feels nothing. Dead yeah, inside. Exactly. It's not like him to complain about unwanted physical contact. Um, and then 31 minutes, we've got another yellow card. This time for Deco, who loses. Or Deco loses position uh, possession. Um, 
No, sorry, it's not the Deco. Sorry, it's not the Deco. It's a Costantina. Yes, sorry, Deco was the first word I wrote. Um, <laughs> I gave him a big introduction for nothing. Uh, yeah, he loses the ball in possession in the Dutch left back area. Um, Philip Koku overplays the ball and is then taken out by some stonking sliding tackle from Costinha. Um, I've written straight red today. He looked like he was a man on a mission, didn't he? With that, he sort of slid through the player and pretty much into the um, the byline. Wasn't it, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote. I have that in my notes too. Crazy. And he's again, he's again stopping a stopping a break, like you say. Like Koku's just, about, he's trying to break quickly there because he's yeah. overplayed the ball, and the Holland have got numbers. It's another of many cynical challenges that's result results in a booking. I, if I kind of in my notes, I kind of re this game and what I think, and I probably wouldn't have. I would have just booked him then. Yeah. Jose Mourinho's hands are all over the tactics of this Portugal team, aren't they? Oh, this is very much stylistically two different teams, right? This is sort of like when we talked about previously about how rubbish football was in sort of this period in 2004 and defensive, and uh, this is the sort of the, the two styles coming up against each other, right? You've yeah. got the defensive deep block of Portugal and, and the sort of soft passing football of of the Netherlands yeah and then we get to the 33rd minute Jesse when uh, Ronaldo was hammered again by Khalid Boularouz it was a pretty bad tackle but the referee didn't give a foul and he's got to go off the pitch he does he just has to you know he doesn't like being told no obviously um, but uh, he does I need to get off Anyways. unfortunately Boularouz didn't, didn't get him in his winking eye <laughs> his what eye? his winking oh, eye oh okay Phew, that's thought what you said because um, we because we all know what's 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 the car only a couple yeah. of days later. Um, and he sits on the sideline crying, doesn't he? He wasn't very happy. No. Um, again, I'm so I know I'm being I like I don't feel I, <laughs> I, don't, I can't can't feel He's bad. gone now. He's gone. He's off. He's crying. Jesse, you don't need to talk about Ronaldo anymore until I bring Great. him up in a minute. It was until the next uh, rape it... accusation. Um, <laughs> when does this game get? so far off the rails that it's like players have decided they can do whatever they want. It pretty much because gets there from that tackle? Was that the tackle when it was like, ooh, if my studs could go there, let's see what else I can get away with. No, that kind of comes from about the 60th minute. We'll get onto that in a little bit. But, um, okay. Before then, you got Robin Van Persie from the edge of the area. That's, that's a good move, wasn't it? He? he sort of twists and turns and sends um, Carvalho and Nuno Valente to the floor with one sort of Cruyff turn drag back. But unfortunately, he, he goes because he goes. Tw- he he goes. He cuts back twice, doesn't he? Yeah. He cuts to go down. He cuts to go onto his right foot, and they're like, "Well, it's Van Persie. He's not going to do anything with his right foot." Cuts back onto his left foot and cuts back again because they're worried about the left foot. They're on the floor again, and then he puts it across with his right foot. Was it the outside of the boot he was trying to go with, or something? Because it's sort oh, of. Oh, does he maybe? Go... I'm sure he goes to well, the outside of his left boot, and it spins sort of curves away from the goal. It... Yeah, he kind of, it's almost, yeah, some sort of outside the book, toe pokey sort of thing. Yeah. Goes right across the goal, misses the, misses the post. Um, a couple of, there's at least one Dutch player who's sort of requesting to be cut back, but that's kind of one of those situations where when you're the striker and you've left, uh, you've left two players on the floor, you kind of have earned the right to have a shot now. Yeah, especially Steiner because he kicks a post in anger. He's not very happy. Yeah. Um, well, Wesley Snyder should do more in this game because he does nothing. <laughs> Andre Uya, Blackburn legend, uh, wins a 50-50. Um, 
And he's clipped by Castinia passing to uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So there's a little sort of case of handbags with this, but there's no second yellow for Castinia. So obviously the referee didn't want to get his cards out for that one. Um, Netherlands then want two penalties in the space of about five seconds. So Dirk Kite's pulled down again by Ricardo Carvalho. Um, and, the, and then Robin is kicked on the shoulder by Nuno Valente. Do you remember this? Nuno Valente literally puts his studs in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I can't, again, in Portuguese, couldn't work out what happened. Because a free kick is given to Portugal, so either Dirk Cat was offside, or that whatever happened to Dirk Cat was considered a foul by him. Mm. Uh, either way, there probably should have been a penalty, and Nuno Valente should have been sent off. Yeah, you can sort of see how the Dutch might be thinking these things. You know, it might be one of those days. Yeah. Did you remember this bit, Jesse? It's not. I also rec- can I recommend that everybody watch. I mean, my Portuguese is not terrible, so watch what Adam watched if you want to, but what I watched was set to pretty great music. And it adds a really nice here, can I play a little bit? Hold on. Hold on. Right? I mean there's just a lot a lot yeah. that that adds, I think. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then we've got Samal Cross um and a turn and Adam right now are texting each other like how do we get her off? <laughs> We just, I just sorry again, Chris. In my notes, um, there's a little bit that that has been missed. There's a challenge on the in the 39th minute by Costantina on um, Oye, which is um, again a late challenge where he should be sent off at that point. So he should have gone in after 39 minutes. Yeah. But your next note is going to suggest something different. My next note is only 45 minutes. We are in the first minute of injury time. Um, Andrew tries to take the ball from. Uh, sort of about the centre circle and plays a sort of through ball towards Dirk Kite in the air. Um, Costinia challenging his inner Diego Maradona. Um, sort of palms the ball out of the path of Dirk Kite, doesn't he? It was a weird thing he did because the ball was like at head height and he still managed to sort of palm it out of the way. Oh, is this the. the so this is the, the handball in the 45th minute? Yeah. Yeah. So before that, Paletta's got the ball. Uh, Simao has crossed the ball to. Um, Paletta, who has uh, uh, blasted it straight at Van der Sar from five, yes, from his five legs. yards yes. out. Yeah. Um, and then what I found very strange about this is so he's obviously this is an obvious an obvious booking an obvious yellow card. Um, he gets sent off. Uh, both Ronaldo and uh, Scolari sort of give him that tough luck, unlucky mate. Yeah. Sort of hard luck, sort of any other manager you'd be furious at a player who's done that right yeah when you talk about when you think about there are certain players and Van Bommel was a, a great example where like you said he was a walking yellow card <laughs> but he was sort of disciplined enough that once he you, he, I don't imagine he had too many red cards in his game he, he strikes you that player who was very disciplined about what he was doing and knew that once he had to give commit the yellow card he c- couldn't start he had to play a different game mm. And Gotsket has not done that here because this is a sort of innocuous break-up play handball that you, a player not on a yellow card, does fine. But but it was like in the centre circle. It wasn't as if like the ball was in the eighteen-yard yeah. box either. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember this, Jesse? How much of this then is goes down to poor management in either, you know, poor substitution or they should have been given, you know like a talking to at, at 
at halftime? Or isn't this the match? Oh my god, it's all coming to me now because I really did not do my homework. This is the this is the headbutt when Scolati was like, "Well, he's not Jesus, right?" On on uh, Figo, wasn't this the Figo oh, headbutt? Yes, that's the Figo. Yeah, and Scolati when yeah. it was Scolati was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. So how much of this should or could have been, if not prevented, then diverted by better subs, yelling at your players? I mean, this this was literally. I just... do think. Just... I do think a lot, a lot of the yellow cards are for tactical fouls, breaking up play in the centre circle. So a lot of it could nowadays you'd think of a, a more disciplined team would rotate those fouls a little bit more, would be a little bit cleverer, and you probably wouldn't have four red cards. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Costini one you can't do an awful lot about because it was it was like the end of the very end of the first half. But yeah, it was just. Very strange. So the players got a lot of the, a lot of the worst challenges in this game go unpunished. Yeah, like the Valente challenge we just talked about. Yeah, and the um, the the other Boularoo's one on Ronaldo that isn't given as a foul. Yeah, no, I, you, you're right. So second half comes out, and then Philip Koku smashes the crossbar, doesn't he, with a, a little turn and volley, and that's great because it hits the crossbar, bounces on the ground, and bounces up again, almost as actually high as the crossbar. He must have absolutely. He hits it so hard. Yeah, he caught it really true. Um. And then we've got a yellow card on the 50th minute. Uh, a sort of cynical pullback on Van Bommel. He gets quite mentioned quite a lot in this game for a man that only picks up one yellow card. Um, That's because I, I actually think I think from my, I have to I think three of the yellow cards are committed against Van yeah. Bommel as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, yeah, so he, he um, is pulled back by Petit, who just came, came on as a sub for Ronaldo, so he gets a yellow card. Uh, no, Van... he didn't. He didn't come on as a sub for Ronaldo. Didn't he? Came on in the first half, didn't he? No, Samal come on as a sub for Ronaldo. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Fine. Sorry. Petit's come on for someone else when, after... Oh, okay. Costadino's uh, been sent off. Right. Uh, okay, then Van Bommel has a sort of diagonal shot, which Ricardo saves low to his right. Um, and then Figo has a shot from the edge of the area straight at Edwin van der Sar. Right, 59 minutes. This is when it starts getting a bit fun. Um, yellow card for Giovanni van Bronckhorst for a lunge on Deco just outside the D, um, which is... I thought so. My notes say that I've I've got this down as being slightly mistimed. I think I think that this is one of the harsher bookings yeah. in the game. Yes, I agree with you on this one. Yeah, it wasn't a yellow card. It was just he didn't mean he didn't mean to just a foul. Yeah, it's a, a, a straight up foul. I'm not sure, considering the tone you set and the <laughs> <laughs> the the amount of yellow and red cards already handed out. I'm not sure I've been rushing to book players for this. No, uh, and then a sort of melee ensues, doesn't it? Um, after this, Figo sort of slightly leans his head into Van Bommel, who goes down um, like a man who's just been sort of thumped, and Figo gets a yellow card as well. Did you like this, Jesse? No, my constant question, and no one has given me an answer for this, is what propels players to to like do that ram's horn head thing. Alpha males don't understand it. Not because you know you're going to get cards, just because I don't understand the impulse to go in with your forehead. Um, because it's probably the strongest part of your. I don't know. Your score's quite a heavy I mean, thing, isn't it? Your players, you kick with your feet, like nothing happens. <laughs> you know it's going to hurt. I've got to be honest. I've, I would... I've never done this, Jesse, but a friend of mine who um, was a little bit uh, uh, more feisty, he's older than me, but was a little bit feistier in his younger age, has always said to me, no one, su- no one suspects the headbutt. <laughs> 
Was he called but Scott Adam you Allen? You have to take it. <laughs> look, maybe it's the it's the migraine person in me, but I don't want anybody touching my forehead, and I don't want to touch them with my forehead. Go with the knees. No, you're right. It's quite an obvious thing to do is to push your head into someone. You'd be. I mean, the sort of smart thing to do would be to use your feet and sort of rake your feet down right. someone's ankle or something like it that. It just looks like moose. Like it, it to me, it just always looks like it looks like antlered animals. Like it's just so ridiculous and awkward looking, and I don't understand what propels a human body to go with the head. If they did pointy this fingers has... either side of their head, like antlers, yes. would that make it more... <laughs> this has to be one of the worst bits of refereeing in, in the game though, right? Because he's clearly seen Figo do that, but has decided it's only worthy of a yellow card. And maybe because he's seen him do it. That but... is a red. There's no wiggle room there. I don't yeah. think he makes it's... contact with Van Bommel's head though. I think but, he does. But... Even if Do it you? doesn't, you go with your yeah. head. If the intention is head. Yeah. When you're trying to stick your... Yeah. I mean, I, you can't... I think Figo should be sent off there. You probably... I think mm, that... Yeah, you probably... I don't yeah. think you... Not only because you're going to lose control of this match, but, you know, by, by saying to the... By implying to the players that that was fine, that that's just a yellow, but I think the rules are, even then, back in the Stone Age of 2006... In the noughties... Anything in the naughty two thousand six. Anything with the head is a red. Like there's no. That's right? what the rules say. Anything with the head is a red. And that's <laughs> you know the first rhyme. That's, you, how, that's, how they teach, that's one of the that's one of the rhymes they teach you in referee school. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I also do think that this is like if you if you let players get away with this, then you are fucked. Oh, Jared, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. It's my first. Honestly, my first in a long time. You should hear the language from him. Jared, no, <laughs> my fault. Sorry, is it my fault because I've been such a bad influence? I think so, quite possibly. This is my favourite part of the game. This bit now. So, sixty-three minutes uh, is a second uh, is a sending off. So, three minutes after the head, but for Figo, he attacks down the left-hand side um, in this superb piece of shithousery. Calibularu's uh, sort of brushes Figo's face with his elbow. Figo goes down, holding his face, yeah. uh, obviously remembering what's happened to him about three minutes before. Uh, and Boularouz gets a second yellow card. I think this is fantastic. It's my favourite piece of the whole game. Superb theatre. Uh, two minutes before this as well, Boularouz is um, de- a bit of play from Deco has put him through and goal, and Boularouz has had to come running across from his his uh, his fullback position to cover to make a, a last ditch tackle. So he's gone from hero to villain <laughs> in the space of about a minute. This um, is brilliant. Again, it, it, in in my rewriting of this, I'm not sending Boularouz off for this. I'm not, but. It's just fantastic from Luis Figo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, at this point, we are on nine yellow cards and two red cards. Uh, 73 minutes, you get four yellow cards in the space of about 10 seconds. Do you remember this, Jesse? Well, I've just looked up the Scolari quote that I got a little bit wrong. Um, when they asked Scolari about the, about the Figo headbutt, he said, Jesus Christ may be able to turn the other cheek. But Luis Figo isn't Jesus Christ. No. Happy Easter weekend, everybody. <laughs> that is true. Imagine his full kit on the cross. I mean, that's what you want your manager to say about you. Um, so, yeah, on 73 minutes, Deco with a sort of wild slide on Everton legend Johnny Heitiger. Um, he was marauding down the right-hand side. Heitiger's lying on the ground. Oh, he ages, by the way. Hmm? Never ages. Who? Heitiger. This is a... I, think this is a, I think this is a horrific challenge. 
This is, yes. Heitiger, is this a, is this a Spanish thing, Heitiger? What do you mean? Okay. He never ages. No, he just looks the same. Like oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd accidentally said some Spanish word. Hey, <laughs> uh-huh. Tiger. Declan, Declan should be sent off there. Yes. Because what's so? What's happened before this is uh, um, the game goes. The game goes a little bit end to end, sort of the minutes before this, and there's a bit where Deco's uh, Deco's attacking breaks down. There's nothing. Holland break very quickly. Rob enter on goal. And um, no sort of shots come for it, but there's a bit where um, a shot is taken after it breaks down and it hits Ricardo Carvalho, who starts being all Portuguese and <laughs> being a snide and wasting time. And being all foreign. Referee... Yeah, being all foreign. <laughs> but the referee, so the referee um, stops the game. He has, a, has some treatment. I think the game starts with a, a drop ball, but Holland don't give the ball back or kick the ball out. What they do is they. They kick it sort of towards the touchline, but it doesn't go out. And <laughs> the fullback keeps it, and um, Heisenberg start to bring it forward, and that's where. So Deco's uh, his uh, mentality is pure rage. Yeah, he's he's lost it. It's pure sort of retribution. I, I kind of get it, but that doesn't mean you know, you're not allowed to take take the law into your own hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I do understand. Like, no, it's not a rule, but. <clears throat> I mean, it's not a written rule, but... Also, I'm not convinced that Holland necessarily should have been given the ball back to... Maybe Portugal should have been given the ball to Holland anyway, considering it was their player down who needed treatment. Their... their the but shot again, they'd taken. This I is think a refereeing they're... issue. You know, like, this is just poor refereeing. Yeah. And you're right. You don't, you don't fix that by going and attacking your... You know, by setting shit on fire, but... At the same time, yeah, I can't excuse anyone here. It's everybody's fault. Now, the referee should have said, I'm dropping the ball, you're kicking the ball to him, we carry on from right. there or something. That obviously didn't happen. So, yeah, there was a bit of a melee after that. So, Heitiger's lying on the ground. Um, Petit goes to check if he's okay. And for his troubles, gets pushed over by Wesley Schneider, um, who gets booked. And then Van der Vaart and Ricardo, the goalkeeper of Portugal, are also booked as well. Um, I couldn't quite see what Van der Vaart and Ricardo did to get booked. Maybe just sort of get involved in the whole shenanigans of it all Mandelbart's booking is actually a little bit later so it's kind of like it's a minute later it's in the whole oh, okay. same incident yeah. but it's almost Mandelbart gets booked for descent I think okay it's my, that's my best Portuguese worked out but that's what happened El Decento um, El Decento yeah. Listen, we can't uh, think of things about Spurs legend Rafael Vanderbart. we just can't no no, no? Okay. He's a, he, he's so a try, huge... try your hardest to make this work for me. He's a huge carnival. <laughs> what? He's a huge carnival. He used, to have a, you... he used to have a Saturday job in an abattoir when he was <gasps> younger, was growing up. Um, yeah, and his job was when the animals were sort of hooked. No, up. no, 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 no. Okay, stop. I'm glad we traded him. It's fine. I don't. You say all the bad things you want. Go. I don't know. I made, I made that up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so, yeah, the Van der Vaart thing was presumably for dissent, and Ricardian must have been sort of charging off his line and getting involved as well. Because um, it's kind of Ricardo down the pitch. Book- Ricardo should be booked in every game he plays for being a knob, right? You don't like him. You were still young and angry. <laughs> it's like what Homer says. I, I used to be believing things, too. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't, can't even imagine baby Adam not being cynical. <laughs> oh, no, did you hear him last week? A couple of weeks ago. 
No. He got all upset and broke a wicker basket. Mother, that, I was in, that was this. That was the next game. Oh, I thought you said it was your two. Oh no, it was the next game, was it? Yeah. Mother, I got in late and broke a wicker basket. <laughs> I used to imagine baby Adam watching the World Cup, going like, "Oh no, this is very boring." <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't alive for Italian ninety, so I didn't say that. Well, I was alive. Sorry, I wasn't. Are you watching it? Yeah, you were. I wasn't conscious of what was going on. So you literally were baby Adam watching it. Yeah, because every time I watched it with my dad in arm, who knows? <laughs> uh, Seventy-six minutes another yellow. This time, um, Nuno Valente uh, hacks down Johnny Hyde again. A battle of the Everton fullbacks. Um, and... Finally getting, finally getting some sort of punishment that he deserves. <laughs> uh, Abu Zavi wasn't in this squad, was he? Uh, and then we get 78 minutes this is Deco's red card so he picks weirdly he picks the ball up he must have thought there was a foul and there wasn't one because he was then wrestled off the ball by Cocky with a throw to the ground you're you're assuming that known snide Deco (laughs) deliberately trying to waste time he grabs the ball the Dutch player comes towards him to try and get it he moves the ball behind his body (laughs) and then sort of throws it away Um, and uh, in an attempt to get it, I think it's Koku. Yeah, he's trying to grab the ball from him. Deco actually ends up on the floor here. Yes. Um, I think that this is the best bit of refereeing in the whole game because I think you could easily see a referee change their tune because of the fact that Deco's on the floor and end up pun- either letting it go or punishing the Dutch player. But Deco deserves this. Like, deserves his second yellow card here. Yes. <laughs> as like, fun as it was yes he does <laughs> yeah and he gets it um, so this is the one point in the game I'm willing to give the referee any sort of credit okay so he walks off um, Scolari is sort of waving his arms around like those Latin Americans do um, uh, Van Basten's got his sort of, he's very more sort of northern European very pensive with his hands on his mouth here as, he's, as Deco is walking off sort of wondering what's going on um, and then there's, sort of a bit, there's a bit of a lull and we get to the 95th minute uh, and Giovanni van, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is sort of upfield, isn't he, in, in the Dutch fullback position? He loses the ball um, and sort of gets a tackle sort of wrong. He's a mistimed tackle with Thiago, that, isn't it? He's trying to play the ball out, isn't he? Because they're obviously up against it at this point. They yeah. need a goal. They're about to get knocked out of the World Cup. I think he overplays it. Yeah. Gets in a, gets in a little. Yeah. And then everything you say, basically. Yeah, and then he didn't really argue too much, walked off the pitch. And then you sort of got this sort of infamous shot from the game of Deco and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst sort of sat on the side. Because these two guys, these two are teammates, aren't they, at Barcelona still? So they're they're sat, of... sat, on, sat on some steps, aren't they, for yeah. a bit, talking about it. There's a bit where, there's a bit later, just before you get that shot, there's a bit where Thiago is uh, through on goal and makes an absolute hash of a chance that would seal the game. And Deco sort of, getting excited and keep obviously having to be a little bit respectful because he's got he's got Van Bronckhorst right there but I'm not sure those sort of things come into his mind because Deco's a snide (laughs) and that's it Jesse game over yeah yeah Um, I mean game over and then Portugal had to play without a whole shit ton of players well, I didn't really do them much harm. <laughs> they won their quarter final <laughs> against England. Um, immediately after this Sorry, game, guys. <laughs> with more sh- more snidering, <laughs> uh, Set Blatter criticises the referee uh, Valentin Ivanov after this. Um, 
quote unquote, I consider the ref not to be at the same level as the participants and there couldn't have been, oh, there could have been a yellow for the referee in this game. Um, the referee got a backing from, of all people, his dad, uh, Valentin Ivanov Sr., who played for the Soviet Union in the 1958 and 62 World Cup. Um, it was FIFA who demanded referees get tough on players. Uh, Valentin just trying to follow the FIFA instructions to stamp out rough play. So there was a thing before the tournament where um, uh, there was a sort of question of FIFA stamping down on uh, bad tackles and snidiness. So, you know, the referee was following what he was told, according to him, because Sepp Blatter did come out and apologise afterwards for what he'd said, but I think the referee was pretty much sent home following this game. I think... I One, if Sepp Blatter saying there could be a yellow for the referee, that's fine. You're allowed to carry on playing on the yellow card. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure. That's a warning. Um, uh, I re- Like I said, I kind of... Re- I only think there was one yellow card in there that's particularly harsh. Maybe the maybe and the the Bulu's red card is harsh as well, but he also should have been sent off about fifty minutes before yeah. that. <laughs> so I probably would have sent more players off and earlier. Yeah, earlier than oh, you would have so, sent players off earlier. Okay, so but... I, I just sent I just sent Belarus off earlier. I just sent Cost Costa off earlier. I just sent Figo off. Do you think he did a good enough job communicate? Like, in again, I was watching a beautifully shot and, um, you know, musically backed montage. So I didn't see how well he communicated with the players, but I didn't see a lot of it. Like, I saw a lot of, you know, very Brazilian gesturing of the yellow cards with players barely noticing them. I didn't see a lot of talking to them about, like, listen, Deco. This is why I'm giving you this card, and if you do it again, you're gonna have to go sit in the corner and also get a red card. Like there wasn't a lot of talking. Perhaps there was a, lang- a language barrier there. Who knows? Yeah. He's from Russia. They don't yeah, speak well, anything I mean, foreign, I, do they? Listen, I hate this because I think it's imperialistic as shit. But they are also supposed to speak in English as like some sh- supposed shared language. Which again, so if, is if we're gonna sp- if we're gonna spend our time conquering most of the world. There's got to be some benefits in it for us, right? Yeah, and the benefit is you should be able to tell players that they're not doing a good job and are going to be sent off. If for no other reason, that's why you have the Falklands. Um, if I were putting people up on uh, foreign language and stuff, I'd like to say next time we pronounce Atletico Madrid and Adam pulls me up, I'm going to pull him up on his pronunciations of Costina all the way through this podcast. <laughs> is it Costina? Yeah, not Costatina. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I'm, this is in my memory bank. Um, uh, okay. It's the only bank of mine you're in as well, by the way. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so far, um, if you the, the difference being, Chris, if you if you'd corrected me after the first one, I would have adjusted and, and we could have moved on. This is true. Um, you, 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 however, years later, are still committing <laughs> the same mistake. Fair enough. Um, I've written a question here. Uh, just a quick thing. So Figo was possibly going to get banned for the England game, but they let him off for the for the headbutt they were going to cite him for. Um, we're talking about the referee and um, uh, and how well did he referee this game? Did he make mistakes? Jesse, is there not a point of grown men behaving like grown men as well? The players shoulder a lot of responsibility for this, don't they? Um, should I be nitpicky and say grown-ups behaving like grown-ups? Yeah, you can say that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, I, I wonder... I do wonder where responsibility falls. Yes, I think everybody has an individual responsibility to not headbutt somebody. But also, 
I think perhaps these two managers are not the most calming of presences no. <laughs> um, as they've shown not only in this match but throughout their careers and so maybe this was sort of a top-down issue it was manager and ref and players but is this not where Figo and I can't remember who the Dutch captain would have been in this game um, or Robin would, have, would it have been Van der Sar? He usually was. Yes, he no? was the captain. That's right. Is this not a case where the captain should come and sort of calm their players down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I, yeah, I think it was, it was again, like, top down. Like, maybe it was failure just, like, in reining everybody in. Like, at some point, some presence should have said to their respective teams, like, you guys, this is getting way out of control. Cool your jets. Okay. This isn't helping. I know um, you want to kick Ronaldo in the nuts, but stop. He needs them for later on. <laughs> um, also, are we giving Portugal enough credit here? So if we think about it, they lost Cristiano Ronaldo, one of their star players, on the 33rd minute. Um, in total, due to the red cards, they were a man down for a period of 36 minutes for the whole game. Um, they retained 51% possession throughout this match and committed nine fouls compared to uh, Holland's 12. Um, which doesn't strike me as very many considering the game we just watched. But do Portugal and Scolari deserve a lot of credit for the result of this game? No. I'm surprised by those stats because I didn't see Portugal as being the football-playing team in that game. Um, but at the same time, I thought that this is more of a, more of a failure from the Netherlands than it is of Portugal strength. Like I said, Wesley Snyder does nothing in this game. Um, Holland had more shots in the game. I didn't write that down. Um, yeah, Wesley Snyder does nothing in the game. Um, Van Basten makes some 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 laudable and some odd decisions. So when um, when Portugal first go down to to ten men, he he makes a change and changes shape and takes off a centre back and goes and brings on. That's when he brings on Van der Vaar, I think. Um, so they go more attacking and ch- chasing that goal. But towards the end, he brings on um, uh, Venlor of Hessling as opposed to when he's got 2006 Ruud van Nistelrooy on the bench, which strikes me of uh, Dutch people getting in each other's way. Yeah. I bet there's a story there. Yeah, so this... When 2006 Ruud van Nistelrooy... As in, had multiple experiences playing with 2006 Ronaldo and Van der Sar. Like, you've got chemistry there all the F over the place. I, I, he's still he's still in he's still a, good, a great player at this point. This yeah. isn't a over the hill Van der Sar. Um, and you're playing Dirk Kout up front instead who's, a, who's quite useless in this game. He, he probably has Holland's best chance when he's a through ball puts, puts him through uh, as it splits Portugal centre-backs and he just puts it straight at Ricardo. He is quite a different player though, isn't he? Um, Ruben Ru- is still to Dirk Count. This was his last season actually at Manchester United 2005-06. So, yeah, but, yeah but, what, what, but he goes to join he goes to join Real Madrid. Yeah. He's he... hardly going from he's hardly taking a serious drop down in quality. No, 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 you're right. He scored 21 goals that season in the league and scores 25 for Real Madrid the following season so yeah um, it seems I think, quite I bizarre mean, right. not to like, put him on Ruben would have theoretically been able to split 
the middle of this Portuguese team where there was not a lot of like solidity. So I get that he's a different player, Christopher. I think that they're chasing a goal at this point, right? Mm-hmm. They... Yeah. Yes. And you send him right down the middle. Like you send him like bowling yeah. like just straight through, head down, you know. It is bizarre. You're right. You're Marco van Basten. You're losing. You turn around and you look at your bench, and there's Jan Venegor of Hesselink, and there's Ruud van Nistelrooy, and you go for the <laughs> yeah. other one. Yeah. There's even there's even Ryan Babel. I mean, oh, maybe Ryan Babel. Which, which strikes me as a better option than than uh, Hesselink as well. But hey, what can we do? I mean, he'd been in Celtic, wouldn't he? So Scottish goals only count half as well. So even though we, <laughs> even though we're knocking them in. Um, Couple of things for this game. So there were sixteen yellows and four reds. Uh, by the end of the quarterfinals, there were twenty-three red cards um, in this tournament. There were only twenty-two in the whole of France ninety-eight, uh, and there were two hundred ninety-one yellows by the end of the quarterfinals. So there were only two hundred and seventy-two throughout the whole of the two thousand and two World Cup, which was itself a record at the time. Um, you just did so many numbers at the same time that I have no idea what they added up to. Okay. Yeah, just a number dump that was, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm sure it was very smart, and I appreciate you looking up that stat. But I don't know. Basically, there were more there were more red and yellows by the end of the quarterfinal stage of this World Cup uh, than there were at the 2002 and 1998 World Cup, is what I'm trying to say. Add it all together? Yes, add it together. Oh. So just by the quarterfinal stage, it's passed two previous World Cups. Um, and by the end of the World Cup... The teams had had that question. Hmm? I may have done well in the math section. Well, remember for next time, it might come up. Um, yeah, and by the end of the World Cup, there were 345 yellows and 28 reds, which beat France 98, which is the previous record. Um, so, yeah, next round is... Netherlands obviously go home. Portugal go uh, and beat England with a red card. Um, a couple of controversial red cards later on in the tournament. Wayne Rooney, is anything to Zidane? Remember Wayne Rooney, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Wayne Rooney. Are you still there? Was was Wayne Rooney's record controversial? I don't know. What, uh, he tries I, to he I, tries to neuter Ricardo Carvalho, doesn't he? I blah, blah, blah. Uh, for a long time. I the controversy that... comes in the fact that Ronaldo's been the snide and wind, winds him up. And no, I, do you know what? For years, I, I mean, I'm, I'm possibly think this. I haven't seen I haven't seen it for a while. So his feet. Carvalho's on the floor. Rooney's stood up, and he's. I got the impression that Rooney's sort of feet are sort of looking for somewhere to land because he's tangled up within Carvalho, and it was an accidental tread on his knackers. You don't think he stamped on him? No, I don't think he did. I've not seen it. Yeah, I've not seen it for a long time, and maybe I'm wrong. But I, I thought that was an accident at the time, so I, I was quite outraged by it. Yeah, I mean, the big controversy I remember was the Zidane situation yes you know and not not sort of knowing what really like the context until afterwards when everybody got interviewed but yeah exactly so that was 2006 last 16 game between portugal and holland anyone got anything extra they want to add on that i like the name of the stadium where they played that was fun go on then say it in a german accent nope can't sorry Will not. Adam should do it. What was it called? Come on, Adam. It's not on my, not on my notes, Jesse. So I don't know. Have to... Well, you said it was a good name for a stadium. So what was it called? It sounds something like Frankenstadium. So racist. it just sounds racist. like very appropriate. 
too. I'm just going to have to text Ross and tell him to just scrub my voice from this <laughs> podcast because I have added minus nothing. I will give you some <laughs> linguistic help after this. Don't worry. I'm good at that sort of thing. Um, I agree with you. I'm watching Wayne Rooney with hair, by the way, pre-hair plug hair. <laughs> this is this is the World Cup of hair. God, this Rob, is really Robin Rooney. So you're watching it now? Wow. You? So do you think Some like of you me? Just really, have spoken to these players about their. Oh, I don't know. You know what? I feel like this is one of those things where, as a person without the relevant body parts, I don't know if I'm qualified to make this this uh, decision. So okay. I leave that to both of you. Fair enough. Right. Okay. So uh, we'll bring this podcast to an end. So you've chosen now, Adam. Um, I tell you what, seeing Scott and Emma on here, Jesse, do you want to choose for next week? Do you, do you want me to make that choice in the state of mind in which I'm currently in? No, have a few days no, to think about you it. Can, you don't need to tell us now. No. Okay, yes. Tell us I over the weekend. Emma and pick something actually good. Okay, so you get to pick for next week. So um, keep your eyes out as well for any of the podcasts as well. I know there's a Championship Manager podcast coming very soon with a very special guest that uh, Ross and Dave have been um, speaking to. Uh we are at Man of the Post on. Ooh, what I love time? a good soundtrack. Who was that? I don't that was know. me trying to watch the Renault, trying to watch the Rooney incident again. Oh, okay. oh, advert... okay. Instead, you got an advert for Oreos. Okay. Okay, uh, but I want to see Adam's face when he watches it. All right, we are at Man of the Post on um, Twitter, and we are at Man of the Post on Instagram. You can like us on Facebook as well. It's our birthday today as well. We are eight <gasps> years old today, so give Happy us the bumps, birthday. everybody. We're as old as Ryan. Yeah, finally. Um, in dog years, you're probably as old as me. Um, <laughs> so you can like us and subscribe us on iTunes and on Spotify and on Acast and Stitcher, and all your podcasts will fall automatically into your inbox. So if you like what you hear, you can rate reviewers and all ratings and reviews are uh, fantastic to receive. So, Jesse, how do people follow you on Twitter? Oh, God. Uh, they probably shouldn't, but it's at Jesse Loesch. Adam. How do they follow you? They don't need to follow me. Oh, Adam, how do they follow you? Uh, Adam SA 101. Brilliant. And you can follow me at CHingham77. So, thank you ever so much, both of you. Thank you. No worries. And always remember to keep your man on the post.